0: everyone we are here and we are ready to say goodbye to the year 2020 and say hello to the new year <laughs> 2021 i think like everybody's probably more anxious about going into this new year than any other year before cuz it has been something hasn't it and i hope that you're surviving and i'll tell you what if you're a christian God has given you resources, He's given you His Word, His Holy Spirit, Christian radio, Christian worship music, you name it, God has provided what we need. We can keep on keeping on, don't give up, don't be a quitter. We're going to talk today about going, putting on the new man for the new year. Think about it, putting on the new man for the new year. A reminder, we're on Facebook, but we'll be going on to YouTube in the new year. We'll send out our notifications on Facebook, but we're going to broadcast on YouTube. That's the way it is. That's the way it's going to be. Paula's already here on Facebook. She'll have to be on YouTube coming up in the new year. Why are we doing that, you ask? Because we can. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. I guess. Because we can. That's why we're going to do it. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. And what makes Christmas wonderful? Focus. Focus on the baby Jesus. That's what makes it wonderful. If you focus on the wrong thing, you might not have a great Christmas. But when you focus on the right thing, oh, you can have a wonderful Christmas. So where do you look? Where are you looking? That's what matters. Where am I looking? Well, this being the beginning of a new year, let me ask you, what are your intentions for making the new year new? It's a new year on the calendar, but how's it going to be a new year For you, in your life, is it just another calendar year with little boxes with nothing written in them yet? And you'll be filling them in pretty soon. And you got pretty pictures. I'm looking at my calendar up there. I've seen, oh, that calendar's ready to go. Got my new one. Wait a minute. I think I have a new one. Yes. I have my 2021 calendar ready to go. Oh, Lighthouses. I love lighthouses. I love to look at lighthouses. And uh, this is a 2021 calendar. Looks like lighthouses all over the world. I can't wait to hang that one up. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one this year. I'm going to look at lighthouses. So I want you to think of New Year's like this. A time that we make promises to ourselves that this time we're going to keep. We're not going to break them in four or five weeks, but we're going to keep them. So what do you do? You make the promises realistic. That's all. Don't reach so far, you know, well, I'm going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in three weeks. Forget it. Not going to happen. Make them realistic, measurable, manageable. And uh, that's why we're going to talk about a spiritual commitment for the new year. How important it is. You know what people do in um, Ecuador to bring in the new year? Because it's very significant to them. During the week before January 1st, people create and decorate scarecrow-like dummies. And then at midnight on New Year's Eve, they take these dummies out and they set them on fire. It's called burning the old man. Now, this tradition gives the people a sense of a new beginning and represents the burning away of their sins and their shortcomings. Now, obviously, many of these people have not experienced the cleansing power of Jesus Christ, that his blood has cleansed us. So that's why they ignite these scarecrow like dummies in hopes of removing their sins. But for Christians, we have the knowledge of redemption. And that causes us to what? Maybe not so much burn away our sins, but how about this? Put on the new man. Because, you know, that's a biblical mandate. It's a biblical mandate that Paul calls us to. He says, put on the new man. Here's what he said in Ephesians 4:22. He said, "In reference to your former manner of life. In other words, this is Ephesians before you were saved, before you heard about Christ and you were doing your own religious thing, in reference to your former manner of life, lay aside the old self which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. That's the old nature, the old way, the old man. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind be renewed see there's a freshness there's a renewal that's why the new year is so good I like it because okay it's a fresh start and then he said put on the new self what's the new self well it's in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth The new self is the new man, the new you. The new you in your state of salvation. You could call it a state of holiness, righteousness. It's the new you. Every Christian has become a new you. The issue is, are we living in the new you, or do we still get stuck in the old you? So, there are three things that Paul gives us to do. Here's three things we can do as we go into the new year. Number one. Lay aside the old self. Number two, be renewed in your mind. Number three, put on the new self. Okay, now this is important because, like I said, when you become a Christian, you become, oh, I like this part, a new creation. Wow. God says, I didn't clean you up. I made you new. 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore... If anyone is in Christ, that means that they're born of God. He's a new creation. Look at this. The old things passed away. What are the old things? Oh, you're all standing with God. Judgment. Condemnation. Behold, uh, new things have come. What are these new things? Are you kidding me? Everything God offers us. The riches of Christ. The filling of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. So much He's given us to what? Live in a new way. So now we're instructed to live in this newness of life. I'm going to give you five helps today that will enable you to live in the new creation. And then this will be a podcast later on this afternoon. So you can go to the Hope Club podcast. Or you can go to our website, newhopecc.tv, and you can re-listen. Maybe take some notes. Maybe get a friend to listen. Okay? Here they are. Five things to help you, and obviously, to help me too, to do what? Live in the new creation. Number one, turn your false love into a true love. Wow, what did he say? Turn your false love into a true love. As we go into the new year, spend some time with God every day doesn't have to be all day. I mean, we know we walk with God, but can you give God a few minutes every day? Maybe as we begin January 1st, I'm going to take the first 10 minutes of my day and spend it with God. I'm not going to watch the news. I'm not going to turn on the radio. I'm going to spend it with God and His Word and my cup of coffee or tea or hot chocolate or monster drink or Red Bull, whatever you, <laughs> whatever you drink in the morning. I would never had a Red Bull. And I won't, because I don't want a heart attack. So, see, and this is why you want to spend time with God. The one you love, you want to spend time with. Right? The one you love, you want to spend time with. The one you love, you want to please. You want to please, right? Remember back in Matthew chapter 3, it says... A voice out of the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. That was God the Father. Jesus came out of the Jordan River after John baptized him. Jesus himself said, He always did the things that pleased the Father. You know why? He loved the Father. Oh, yeah. Jesus loved his Father. He really did. Jesus Christ loved God the Father. How about that? And that's why he did the things that the Father told him to do. He was obedient to the Father. Jesus said, the words that I speak, my Father tells me what to say. The things that I do, my Father tells me what to do. And you know why Jesus came to earth? Because he loves the Father. That's why. Paula said, I'm driving, but I'm listening. Wait a minute, if you're driving, I hope you're not texting. I hope you have talk text and you're not fingering the keyboard okay secondly spend more time with God number two turn your religion into a relationship Well, oh, that'll ruffle some feathers see think about it let's be honest today is it going to church that you're interested in or is it a changed life which one What's more important to you? Going to church or a changed life? You know, sir, sir, these surveys crack me up. They tell us 80 to 90% of Americans consider themselves Christian. That is obviously far from the actual number. Because if it were true, right, if there were 80% Christians in this country, there were, the, people. this country would not be as immoral as it is. The Ten Commandments would not be banned from public buildings. Merry Christmas would not be offensive. Islam would certainly not make inroads that it's doing today. Nor would homosexuality. Nor would these wicked abortion laws. So that's a lot of baloney that even if they say 70% of Americans are Christian, it's baloney, it's not true, and the landscape of our culture reveals that. I don't know how many people are true Christians. Now, maybe they're religious, but they're not in a true relationship with the Lord Jesus. So that's what we need to do. We need to turn our religion into relationship. Okay, thirdly, make your fountain bring forth good water. Not bitter water. What? What's he talking about now? We're going to talk about speech. Your fountain is what spews from you, right? Words. Have your words seasoned with grace. There's so much tough talk in the world today, it's so tough. Everybody's a critic. Everybody's a judge. James said, No one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father and with it (laughs) we curse men who've been made in the likeness of God. Think about that. Every person is made in the likeness of God. He said, From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. It's not right. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Well, like, no. Can't do that. You ever go to a bubbler or a water cooler? You push the button and out comes fresh water. Then you push it again. Out comes bitter water or salt water. No, whatever's in there is going to come out. If it's good water, good water will come out. If it's bad water, bad water will come out. So what what kind of words come out of our mouth? The words that are stored up in our heart. See, the heart is like the reservoir, and the mouth is like the spout. So whatever's in the heart will come through the spout. Did you know that you're a little teapot? See, there's a lot of truth to that. You're a little teapot. Whatever's in your heart will come through the spout. So let it be seasoned with grace. And that takes extra work. It's easy to talk tough. It's easy to be critical and complaining and judgmental. That is easy. It comes naturally to us. You know when the work begins? When we speak in grace and we speak in tolerance and in patience. Catherine's on board. Welcome, Catherine. She said, Sanctify us through thy word. Yeah, see, this is is the foundation of everything I'm talking about. The word of God sanctifies us, which means, just sets us apart. It sets us apart. The word of God can actually, if we abide in what the word says, it can cause these things to happen in our life. This is how we put on the new man. As we abide in the Word of God, the new man begins to take shape. Now, isn't that the coolest thing? Don't you want that? Don't you want that to happen? Okay, number four. I think we'll review this at the end, so don't worry. Don't be sparing in your caring. I like that. Don't be sparing in your caring. We just came out of Christmas, and that was a wonderful time, and I'm sure many, many people were generous. Generosity. You know, giving to charities, giving to your church, giving to people, giving to people that are struggling. But don't let it stop because Christmas is over. Carry that practice into the new year. You know how you, you demonstrate care? Send a card or make a phone call to someone in need. Be an encourager. You know, we can be so busy doing the good, we omit doing the best. Jesus didn't die for meetings. He didn't die for church boards. He died for people. He died for the lost. And maybe in the new year, ask yourself, what can I do for those that are lost? And if that's a question you've never asked yourself before, what a beautiful time to ask it right now. Say, this is what's going to make me put on the new man. What can I do for those that are lost? That's a great way to approach, 2021. See, we know, we love those that love us. But beware that it doesn't become a Christian, clique. You know, a small exclusive circle. You know, you get your little your circle of friends, and you all love each other, but no one else can get in. Your love doesn't go outside, the circle. Oh, the love's got to go outside the circle. Can't stay in the circle. It's got to go outside to others. Here comes number five. Turn your dead faith into a living faith. Catherine said, that's right. Thank you, Catherine. (laughs) I'm glad somebody's agreeing with me today. Turn your dead faith into a living faith. Because what did James say? Faith without works is dead. That's why. You can have faith, but if it doesn't do anything, if it's dormant, it's dead. James 2.26 For just as the body without the spirit is dead Right? You can have a body but when the spirit's gone, the body's dead He said, also faith when it doesn't have works That's dead too Wow This can be very eye-opening We're not talking about salvation We're talking about living in faith Living. I mean, this is after salvation See, after salvation, your faith doesn't go to sleep. It takes faith to get saved, but it also takes faith to live and to glorify God and to do good works. There's a difference between benevolence and true faith. What's benevolence? Benevolence is a good deed done for human applause. True faith is a good deed done in the name of God. Now, you say, well, wait a minute, what's the difference? Okay, when you do it in the name of God, you do it for God. Benevolence, you're kind of like, the need is your motivation, but with faith, God is your motivation. So, I do these things because God is inspiring me. God is motivating me, not because I'm sentimental or emotional. No, it's about the Lord. And that's why you can even help the stranger that you don't know when God is your inspiration. Adam Clark said it like this. He said, The more a man exercises faith in Christ, the more he is enabled to believe. The more he believes, the more he receives. And the more he receives, the more able he is to work for God. Wow, we completed the circle. He said, obedience is his delight. Because love to God and man is the element in which his soul lives. See, that's the environment. He calls it element. Okay, the environment. What's the environment that I walk in? I love God and I love my fellow man. Look at the United States of America. Look at our political system, our government. Do you see how different things would be if they had that environment that they walked in? Love for God, love for fellow man. Sadly, in most political circles, there's no love for God and there's no love for man. Wow. So what's happening? We're going into the tank. The country's tanking. Why? No love for God. No love for man. That's why the people that make the laws should love God and should love their fellow man. That'll give you a great nation. So, Adam Clark goes on and he says, Reader, thou professest to believe. Show thy faith both to God and man by a life conformed to the royal law which ever giveth liberty and confers dignity. What's the royal law? The law of love. Love your neighbor as yourself. Catherine said, I love hearing the truth on this program. Thank you, Catherine. I hope you follow me over to uh, YouTube. In the next week or two, because we're going to be going on to you, you And Tammy's on board from, I think, California on the West Coast. we going to pray for California. <laughs> Got to pray for California, man. And New York, too. Uh, we need believers all over the place. So here we go. In the new year, how available will you be to the prompting of the Holy Spirit? Listen now to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. To show you that your faith is alive. Because you want to make the new man real. You want to make the new man real. Okay? So, a new year is a great time for a new perspective. It's a clean slate, a fresh approach to life. Three, three, Three things Paul gives us to do lay aside the old self, be renewed in your mind. Put on the new self. Becca Joy said, oh no, will you still be on Facebook? No. going on Facebook. But Becca, go to YouTube. We're going to tell you how to get there. It's just as easy. It's going to be very easy. Just click on New Hope Radio YouTube and boom, you're there. Okay, no problem. Let's have a quick review. Number one, turn your false love into a true love. Spend time with God every day. Number two. Turn your religion into a relationship. What's more important, going to church or a changed life? Number three, make your fountain bring forth good water, not bitter water. In other words, have your words seasoned with grace. Catherine said, You two rocks. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Catherine. You're a sweetheart. Thank you. Number four, don't be sparing in your caring. Reach out to people. Be an encourager. Make a phone call. Write a note. Go out of your way. Thank people that do things for you. So many service people. People that ring up your groceries and bag your food. And How about your, your, your worship team in your church and thank them and say, Boy, oh, I appreciate you leading us in worship. And Sunday school teachers that teach your kids. I mean, everybody that provides a service should get a thank you once in a while. Number five, turn your dead faith into a living faith. Why? Because James James tells us why faith without works is dead. Wow, what if you do these five things right? Watch the difference it'll make in your life. Watch the difference. That's why go to the podcast later. Maybe get a pad and a pen and take a few notes. It's only a twenty seven minute message. It's all it is twenty seven minute podcast. You can go to newhopecc.tv. The podcast will be there in about a half hour, or you can go to the Hope Club podcast online, anywhere its all over the place. tube, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. Even places I don't know. And um, just listen. Be like Paula. She's listening in her car. See, you can redeem the time. That's the beauty of the technology. You can be doing the dishes and listening to the podcast. So cooking dinner and listening to the podcast. You can be doing all kinds of things. That's a great way to do a chore and spend the time listening to the Word of God. Becca Joy, New Hope Radio, YouTube. Listen, I, I don't know what the name of it exactly is going to be until we make it. So we'll be giving you plenty of notice on how to find us on YouTube. If nobody if nobody stole the name. I mean, I don't know if the name's available. We'll see. But we're not going to lose you. Just follow us over. We're going to have a great time every day this time studying the Word of God. And don't forget, the podcasts will always be available. Always, because we love the Word of God on demand. That's that's where we're going today. The Word of God on demand. It's always there, like the Holy Spirit. Always there when you need them. Never goes away. New Hope Radio is not going away. You know why? Because of the Hope Club. So many of you are donating $3 a week. You keep the Hope Club on the radio. If you're not in the Hope Club, check it out. We can use you. Go to newhopecc.tv. Click, donate, go down to the fun. click radio, sign up, $3 a week. You'll get a devotional in your email every day. A little six-minute devotional by me with music. Get your day started off right. Thank you, everybody, for coming along. I will see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.